You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. It's a great privilege to have you joining us. Thanks for tuning in to the Lynx Podcast. Uh, the Love Your Neighbor Podcast is brought to you by Brandon Wellness. Uh, we're a nonprofit, and our goal is to invest and build in the future health and wellness of Brandon and the surrounding community. And today our guest is John Sarda. John, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I also have to say, you are, you're the first, man. You're the first house representative we've ever had on this podcast. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> congratulations on, uh, I mean, I don't know that, I don't know if you know all what's coming ahead. I have no idea. <laughs> when do you start your, uh, your new newly elected right. district two house representative. When yep. does that start? Yep. So this weekend the Republicans get together and we like leadership and stuff. So that'll be my first like real thing that we're doing for it Friday night and Saturday. And then January 7, I get uh, sworn in January 10. It starts up. So, okay. Yeah. And then you're, you're, are you going to stay in pier then for the week or how does that work? Yep. So it's four day, it's four day weeks, Monday through Thursday or Tuesday through Friday, depending on holidays and stuff. I have a motel room rented for the whole time. I'll just leave my stuff there. I'll come home for the weekends, but just leave stuff there. There's sort of whatever I need over there. So, yeah, a lot of trips back and forth, but looking forward to it. How how long, I mean, how many days typically are you guys in session? Oh, I'm sure this number, it's about nine or 10 weeks. Uh, I forget the number of days. Yeah, it's just, yeah, January, February, first part of March, so... Yep, and then there's some stuff outside of that too, but that's the main the main part of it. So, I just from and just knowing you a little bit, it doesn't seem like campaigning is really in your <laughs> in your sweet spot. I wasn't looking for the job, but about a year ago, I kind of the Lord felt the Lord calling me to it, and just there was an open spot in our new district. So I liked the guys that were representing us before. I had no reason to want to run. We had open spots. I thought, you know, we need a good Christian conservative to fill that spot so that I'd take a shot at it. So just yeah. kind of kept going through the doors, the doors opening for me, and here I am. So. Yeah. Well, great. Well, I'm I'm excited. You know, we we things were changed a little bit. You know, I mean, the district was changed, and how we're represented has changed, but that's what's good to know is that we we have someone who's representing us who has been a part of a District 2 your whole life. Yep, lived there my whole life, yep. Yeah. So yep. Tell us a little bit about growing up, what, your, what what life was like, your family growing up. What was that like growing up where you where you are? Sure, so I grew up on a farm by Valley Springs. Um, one brother, two sisters, so we grew up working. Um, I loved farming. I didn't want to go to school. I just wanted to farm my whole life, right? So but <laughs> I was forced to go to school, but did that. Had a good, good experience. Went to Sioux Falls Christian, Hills Christian Elementary, um, but still farmed as much as I could, skipped school as much as I could to work in the field. I uh, went to one semester of college at Dort okay. College University. Now I found my wife down there. Got married at 19. So started off married life early, which I would recommend to anybody, but I know it's not for everybody. But yeah, um, but yeah, we got married early, started farming ourselves, and yeah, it's been been a good life so far. So, so did you come alongside your your was your dad farming? Yeah, he still is. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, okay. yeah. So we farm together. Him, okay. my my dad, my brother, my dad's brother. We all kind of farm together, okay. so separately, but we help each other out. So, yeah, I'm always amazed. I, I have some friends that are in the in the uh, the hills or uh, uh, right near Manly, sure, uh, Oppheims, uh, friends of mine. And, okay, yeah, and they had the dairy dairy farm. Yep. And uh, when I first met Paul, 
I was like, wow, three brothers and you're still all farming together. That's yeah. unique. Because <laughs> where I grew up from, most brothers, they would farm separately. Right. And, yep. and there was there was always stories of how it didn't work. Yeah. And so to hear the fact that you, you know, still are farming with family is uh, it's pretty unique. Yeah. Well, it takes some give and take to work for the better of it. So yeah, it's good to have help. And my kid was helping me today, so it's it's good. So you get yeah. some work out of Ross, huh? I do. <laughs> good, good. Well, he's a hardworking kid. He's a I good like, worker. Yep. I like him. Yep. Um, okay. So so you got married. And you and you then you guys had some kids. You have yep four kids. Four kids. Yep, we got Samantha. She's out of college already, working in Sioux Falls here. Ryan, uh, senior at Northwestern University, Northwestern College in our city. Just got married in August, so we got a married kids. That's yeah. pretty exciting. I found a great girl. Um, Allison's a freshman at Northwestern College, and then Ross is a junior at Sioux Falls Christian. So, and then we got a two year old or almost two year old foster child. He's been great for us too. So, and what's his name? Ohitika. 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 Okay. Do you have a nickname for him? Little O or Kika okay. or something like that. But okay. After all, it rolls off your tongue. At first, it was like, we got to figure out something different. But it's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's an amazing. So there's obviously a need for foster care. There's a need for that. Um, you seem to me to be a guy that it's a see a need, fill a need, see a need, help. Is that is that kind of what that was, or how did that come about? So we were attending Ransom Church at the time, and it was foster care week or something like that. And they said, you know, we just need people to do this job, you know. So me and my wife looked at each other, we can do that. So the Lord is working with us, you know. And so um, it was a lot of training, like 30 hours of uh, training and stuff. And it was, it was a pretty big commitment, which I think that could be made easier to do it, because it's not the easiest thing just to get certified for it, which... You need to make sure people are ready for it, but I think it could yeah. be made easier so more people could yeah, do it. Right. So, but it's been a great experience for us so far. I really love Little O, and he loves us. And, wow. and I think I heard that if every church in America had one one family that had one foster kid, it would take care of the need. Wow. So, wow. I've seen that with you know with the Prince family too. Sure. Yep. And uh, just just to kind of watch how these little kids get to experience something that they would have never been able to experience before. Right. You know, a loving home, uh, a safe place. Uh, but I, I can tell you, man, that, that makes a difference. And so, you know, of all the, of all the things that I, you know, I think people see, you know, you know, what you're doing going from being a, a farmer, which is its own awesome privilege to now represent. But I, I think certainly what you're doing for little O, what a, what a cool, what a cool story. And he comes to the farm with us and he loves farming and loves being by the livestock. So it's a, like you say, a good opportunity that he wouldn't have otherwise. So awesome. Yeah, it's good. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, let's, um, let's kind of, I mean, you, you've grown up here. It's all you've really known, you know, is, is farming and being on the farm. Uh, I grew up on a farm. Uh, for those that are listening, maybe that don't know what farm life is like, what's farm life been like for you and your family? I mean, what's a typical day? for you guys out on the farm? Oh, I mean, wake up early. I try to get back home at nine o'clock for lunch or breakfast or whatever, you know, and then go back. So we chore, you know, do livestock stuff early and then get to the field, depending on the season, you know, harvest is always big, long days, spring is big, long days. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my kids aren't as involved as I wish they were. They don't 
but that's okay. If they don't love it, then they don't have to do it. But it's, it's fun to have them be on the farm with me. But um, yeah, you know, spring and the fall, we work, you know, morning to late at night, six days a week. You know, it's big hours. But in the summer and the winter, you know, you take time to do other stuff. So you don't work quite as hard. But that's why this representative job is, fits in really good for that. Because I got a little more time in January, February, first part of March, you know. So fits in pretty good to my schedule for that too. So. Sure. What uh, what kind of what kind of animals what kind of cattle do you guys have cattle cattle and hogs yeah okay so we have a farrow to finish hog operation so there's not many people around that have sows at farrow anymore it's kind of just a few you know the big big custom operations but so yeah farrow we have babies every 28 days and then you know run them through finish them out so kind of cutting back on that a little bit because we, out, we have outside facilities which makes for a lot of work and snowstorms and stuff you know so if I'm going to be gone it's a little too much work while I'm gone. So we're cutting back a little bit for now to figure out what this is going to look like going to beer and stuff. But and I raised a few head of cattle for my butcher room, sell the beef and stuff to neighbors and friends and stuff. So, okay. But yeah, you're not milking, not milking. No. Okay. Did you ever milk? My grandpa milked when I was a kid, you know, okay. we had uh, fresh milk on the table every night from the bulk tank and sure. And that was okay. But um, you're married to that, right? It's every morning, yeah. every night you can't, go away very often you have to always be around and my mom didn't want to do that so it's pretty much <laughs> we're not doing that so. <laughs> yeah, I, I always tell people when i grew up on a farm we were all small grains so sure. spring fall get that but boy my my dad i knowing my father i don't think he ever even asked the question because <laughs> he's got add he's all over the place <laughs> you can't if two days are exactly the same, it's it's pretty tough for him. <laughs> what I found is just in that in that industry, there's I mean, the volume and I mean it's every day. And I like I was telling you about my friends when they were still when they were still milking. I mean, I'd go out there and I'd say, "Hey, I come and help." And I I'd go out there for for one day, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do this every single day? Yeah, and you can't take a day off, right? It's every, no. Yeah. You same. can't take an afternoon off. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you gotta, you know, you gotta feed, you know, and they were doing calf and so, but I I love I love how, you know, in our in our world today, I mean, we're growing, obviously. There's lots of opportunities for kids, but what do you see the future uh when it comes to like when like farming? Like obviously technology has changed things, but is there, are you hopeful for the future of farming? What's going to happen to the land in 20 years from now? I mean, how do you see it changing? Yeah, that's hard to say because the technology is changing so fast, right? The tractors drive themselves, the, you know, everything's done on its own. The big ones just keep getting bigger, right? And there's no room for little ones, their people to enter. Either have to be in the family or you can't just start farming on your own, right? It's just, it's not, doesn't work, doesn't work that way. So, yeah, it's hard to say. If you have your foot in the door, you'll be okay. But if you want to start, it's hard. If you want to acquire land, it's hard. You know, I mean, land right now is really, really high price, right? So, yeah, that's hard to say. Just like you say, the, the big ones just have the tractors that drive themselves. Kind of makes it hard on the ones that really love to be out there doing it themselves. But that's the way it goes. And you can't stop. Yeah. You can't stop progress, right? So, how many acres do you guys cover? Uh, about two thousand okay. with the four of us. So okay, yeah, it works works out good. We share share planters, share combine and stuff. So yeah, yeah. So you true? I mean that you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of land, but that truly is a small farm 
in the oh, yeah. world today. Yeah, we're 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 small compared to a lot of them. Yeah, yep. Well, I appreciate this uh, this time in the, in the conversation. What what are you what are you most excited about? Because because you said this weekend you're going to kind of meet all the you're going to meet the gang, <laughs> right? The uh, you're gonna, you're going from being an outsider citizen to being now one of those politicians. Have you thought about that or have you spent time thinking about what that's going to be like to be considered John Sarda, the politician? What, I mean. Yeah, I don't like that word being associated with me. (laughs) That's not who I am, but um, I've tried, you know, I don't really know what it's going to be till I get there. I mean, to like experience it. Right. But I just feel so called by the Lord to do his work and to represent him and our district there. So just have to get there and see what it's like, but I'm just excited to have common sense Christian values and leadership in peer, I guess, and see what that comes to. But yeah, I just, all this partisan fighting and stuff like that. I just want to get along with people, but still not just give in to worldly things. Still do what's supposed to do the right thing. Yeah. That, you know, that common sense, you know, Christian conservative, those, those terms have almost become in, in politics have almost become negatives. Right conservative and Christian used to be a positive thing. Yeah. Something's happened in the last 20 years since you and I graduated from high school where all of a sudden now those are kind of almost like bad words. Yeah. For I mean, a lot of people. I mean, our country is founded on Christian beliefs, right? But now it seems like they want separation of church and state. They don't want you talking about your Christian beliefs and politics and stuff. So that's not right. Right. I mean, we yeah. need to, we need to govern with the way God wanted us to. Well, it's the, it's his, it's his world. Right? right, it's his creation, and we're to steward it. Right, we're to take care of it, and so that's you know he's given us governments. But what's cool about our country is that the government is given to the people. Right, and this system, this experiment called America, is you know two hundred fifty years down the road, we're governing ourselves. Used to be that guys like you, guys like me, grew up on farms. We never had any ability to say anything in the old country right you did what you were told and if you didn't you just got they just got rid of you and uh to to think that you know farm kids you know farm kids like us can have a say you know even our governor you think of our governor who's grew up on a farm you know now people think of farmers as rich you know rich big wealthy farmers Uh, that's not the case right (laughs) That's why our ancestors moved here from Netherlands, you know, because they had an opportunity. They didn't like what was going on at home. They wanted to have a place. So I'm happy to be able to carry on their dream, right? So, Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So, well, good for you for stepping up. Um, uh, Is there anything that that we can do for you or the people that are listening uh, can do for you? Uh, I mean, what, what do you need from us? You're representing us, so what do you need from us? Yeah, you know, like I said, I don't know yet. I've gotten so many letters and notes of encouragement just in my campaign, just people really encouraging me. And I skipped all those notes when I get bad days or people start, you know, hating me and stuff. I can look back and like, oh, I do have good encouragement. So just things like that, I suppose. And just, I mean, everybody should have my phone number out, my literature and stuff. If you have concerns or if you like what I'm doing, if you don't like what I'm doing, let me me know. But I like to communicate. like people to know what I stand for and what I'm going to represent. So I can just be me, right? If they like me, they'll vote for me. And if they don't like what I'm doing, then that's fine. I don't need to be, but. 
Yeah. If I can, if I can say something that, if I can say something to you that I think is true, I appreciate you not having an agenda and your heart of just going there to learn and serve. I appreciate that because that's how it's supposed to be. Right. You're not supposed to get hired on your platform. You're supposed to get hired on who you are. Right. So right. I think you've given a lot of people hope in the fact that you can somebody, we can still have people with character and just good people to say, hey, I'm going to go serve. So I think a lot of people love power, right? And they think, well, I can use my power and go there, right? Whereas I don't really care for power. I don't want to control people. I just want to, you know, do my, do my work there. So, yeah. well, appreciate you. Thanks for taking your time and, uh, said we'll uh, we'll definitely have you back we'll have you back and you can <laughs> fill us in maybe after i know a little more i can <laughs> fill you in what it's yeah. like right so well, yeah keep us updated and we'll uh, we'll follow along and uh i appreciate you serving john thanks for all you do man well thank you for the opportunity i appreciate yeah. it so. thank you for joining us on the love your neighbor podcast the purpose of the love your neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!